We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. Um, I am joined tonight by Ryan Berger, who is a going to be a freshman quarterback at App, App State. Uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Um, like I like I said, you're gonna go. You're going to App State. You're from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, uh, kind of like a little intro into this. Uh, I I know you and I have some uh, connections with different friends. Um, you being from Myrtle Beach, and you you were a, you were a good basketball player too, right? Yes, sir. I played. I was more so basketball actually from about fourth grade to uh, high school. Really, after my ninth grade year, I stopped playing. Uh, I actually went moved to Myrtle Beach High School from Waccamaw High School, and then that's when I started taking football a little bit more seriously. All right. Well, my best friend Nick Izzo told told me when I was talking to him about you being on the show. Told me that you you were a really really good basketball player and probably would have had an opportunity to play division one basketball as well mm-hmm. yeah i was uh i really loved it but i there you know there's just more opportunities in football and i just started to like football a little bit more because my dad played college football and i was kind of realizing you know how hard i i actually ended up like uh watching you know bryce schneider from myrtle beach high school he ended up going to christian academy his senior year i was watching him play and seeing how good he was and I was like, dang, you know, this is going to take a lot of work. You know, it's really hard to play college basketball. Emory Knox, too. I mean, I mean, they're at really good schools, but, you know, how good they are, it felt like, you know, they should be at, like, big-time schools. But then it, it, that really shows, like, how hard, you know, it's it's to play college basketball. And I think that's kind of why I went the football route. I totally understand that because that's that's the road I went as as a basketball player and then turned it into coaching and I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I, I've seen Emery in person and he is, oh, yeah. he is extremely mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But uh, so you so you transfer from Waccamaw to Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach uh, it, for the listeners who don't know is kind of a big deal in South Carolina high school football. Can you kind of explain how that whole, uh, just how great that is to play for such a great program? Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach, that, that program, I mean, Coach Wilson has done a phenomenal job. I mean, he's been there for probably since 2004, five, since I was born basically at Myrtle <laughs> Beach High School. And then he took over in about 2009 or 10 when Scott Early went to uh, Westside or the upstate to take a job. And uh, his first year, he won a state championship with Everett Golson. You know, he I mean, he's had a great – he's developed quarterbacks and developed a lot of kids and put a lot of kids into, you know, college football – great football and great college football programs. And it really shows, you know, how good of a coach he is and how he develops young young men and, 
uh, he does a great job doing it, and has, he has a great program. Um, you know, just and his biggest thing is working hard and you know toughness. And the and those if you have those two things, I mean, you can really anything you can put your mind to, you can do. And uh, it takes a little bit of talent, but you know, working hard and you know having the kind of you know, one wanting to be a college football player, wanting to win games and everything like that. And he's had, you know, some phenomenal leaders and everything that set kind of the stone. And uh, me learning from Luke Doty my sophomore year and kind of how the show runs and, and then me doing that junior and senior year and mentoring some younger guys and, you know, just continue that great tradition at Myrtle Beach. Absolutely. I mean, one of the great things you said there is like, talent and hard work when talent works hard it's it's almost impossible to beat it mm-hmm. yes sir now like you mentioned luke Doty, you followed him um after after he graduated what what mm-hmm. what were some of the big takeaways you took from him uh really just you know not listening to anybody you know outside outside of the football program because i mean Myrtle Beach is a it's very talked about and when you're a quarterback at quarterback at Myrtle Beach you're talked about a lot and uh it's almost it, to me it's almost like kind of a mini college feel just because of how you know the football program is set up and how hard working we are and stuff at workouts and practices and everything and the tempo of everything and just you know learning learning the offense from him and learning how to lead a team you know even if you're more of like a lead by example kind of guy like me and me Adam Randall and I and he was more you know leading by uh he was he was more of a vocal leader me and Adam were vocal but you know we were more quiet guys lead by example so just learning the different types of leading and and you know learning the offense and everything from him absolutely and and you mentioned another guy on your team Adam Randall who's going to Clemson a wide receiver Mm -hmm. and I know you guys had J.J. Jones, who's at North Carolina. So, obviously, mm-hmm. you've had some really talented guys to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I mean, they, they've been great, Adams. Both of them are really hard workers. Adams a really hard worker. We both train with uh, Terrence Butler. And during COVID and stuff, we were training with Terrence Butler six days a week for about, like, five or six months. And that's when, you know, I think we, we separated ourselves from other people just because, you know, me and Adam aren't kind of, we're, we're a lot alike. I mean, we're best friends and, uh, we don't like to, you know, we like to work in silence, I, I, I'd say. And, you know, just work in silence and you don't have to post all these videos and stuff of you working out. You just do it in silence and it, and it'll show up on the field. I, I love to hear you say that because it, it and because, Joe Burrow just said something exactly like that. And, and I know just from following you on social media that you're a big Bengals fan. So mm-hmm. just just hearing you say that is, as a former coach and a football fan myself, just is, I love to see that because there's so many guys out there that are just, they post all their workouts and, and mm-hmm. then they're not, they're not doing anything the next day or whatnot, whatever it may be. But yep. it's just, it's just a, it's really good to hear that from somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And I think, I mean, and that's, that's kind of the feel that App State has, uh, in my opinion. That's why I loved it so much, like the, you know, Myrtle Beach program, you know, and Coach 
and Coach Wilson's kind of ideology of that kind of work in silence feel. And it's funny because, you know, I didn't, like Joe Burrow actually, yeah, said that about a week ago or whatever when the Super Bowl, this past week when the Super Bowl happened. And Coach Wilson had been preaching that for so long, and it, you know, it was pretty cool to see that. But, uh, yeah, it, it really is crazy kind of like how, how much – you know, people are kind of clout chasing these days. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm old school, and I was kind of raised old school by my parents and everything. So that's where I got my kind of old school in me, you know, that work in silence and everything. And same with Adam. So, you know, it's it's really fun, you know, to to bring it out on the field. And you and it's just it's just really fun to bring it out on the field when you uh, don't post anything on social media or anything like that. Absolutely, you just get those results, and that's what's rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one one other one thing I'd really like to talk to you about is like the recruitment um, on from your end. I mean, I I can speak to things on a basketball side more than a football side, and I I, I would just really like to like to hear how that whole process kind of went for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. I mean, COVID COVID was so crazy with my recruiting class, and it is for the grade below me also um just because a lot of a lot of scholarship guys are getting in or guys on teams are getting an extra because they're granted that extra right over your waiver and it's just you know especially at the quarterback position um like people with uh like quarterbacks kind of kickers punters not guys with a bunch of players like receivers and dbs and stuff it's really it was really hard to get you know scholarship offers during covid just because so many guys were staying and there's so few limited spots i think my dad and i were talking about it i think he said and he like saw it on uh twitter or something like 190 quarterbacks signed in 2018 or 2019 and in my class to fbs programs and in my class they're only like 107 wow so, I mean, that's kind of, you know, 70 less guys going to FCS programs or D2 or whatever. And, you know, that's really good for those types of programs. But it's just that just tells you how crazy it is right now with, uh, you know, recruiting at the FBS level. But uh, my recruiting, I was uh, – there was a lot of Power 5 interest during COVID. And that kind of, you know, died off just because of guys coming back and everything. And I ended up – getting my first offer from App State on uh, late January of my junior year after the season. And then things started to flow. A couple days later, I got Old Dominion. Then I got Coastal. Then I got uh, Furman, UMass, UNC Charlotte, Tulane, Dartmouth pretty quickly. And just with the entire COVID situation, I got those offers within about two months, month and a half. And uh, just with the whole COVID situation, I knew – a lot of kids were going to be stuck without spots that had offers because, I mean, the biggest thing a lot of people don't realize is when you get offered, some schools are, you know, giving you non-committable offers or committable mm-hmm. offers. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I had a lot of committable offers. I think all of, all of them were committable offers except for one maybe uh, from UNC Charlotte. But uh, it's just, you know, crazy the way it kind of worked out and I knew me my family and I talked about it we've had a lot of people tell tell us this that it was really smart to commit at the time it happened just because of all the spots and everything and how everything was happening there's a lot of kids you know that it didn't end up going FBS because of it so 
Absolutely. I, I, and I've kind of stressed that to different players I've coached on the high school level. If, if you get, mm-hmm. an, if you get an offer, it, it, it might only be there for a little bit because somebody <laughs> behind you might take it. And, and especially during the COVID times, I mean, I, I haven't coached during in that circumstance, but, and, and that's kind of something that, that, the average fan doesn't think about is just how many, like you said, how many players returned uh, Uh with that extra year of eligibility, then I'm sure the transfer portal has to hurt that as well. But Uh it's, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. It's a crazy time. And just everything that's affected. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, the, the thing with the transfer, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The transfer portal too. A lot of these, you know, coaches are depending on their job because there's more coaches, you know, on the hot seat than safe nowadays. Right, right. You know, so uh, a lot of coaches, you know, are going to say, well, am I going to take a guy that's, you know, played college football and been in college for two years? Or am I going to take a 17, 18-year-old kid and kind of, you know, play a guessing game and see if he pans out or not? I mean, they're going to take that college kid because it's their job security you know mm-hmm. so it really is crazy and and, and it's kind of it's really messed up for a lot of high school kids these days and you know just those limited opportunities i mean i really hate it for a lot of kids because i've seen you know a lot of kids that are really good at any position that should have offers that don't or should be at a bigger school so mm-hmm. and and you've kind of spoke to this a little bit but why Why'd you pick App State? Um, I, I the I think I was looking for a program that was most similar to the Myrtle Beach football program, and what stuck out to me was culture. Culture was a big thing for me, and uh, the the winning. You know, App State has always won, and since they've joined the FBS, and I think twenty thirteen or fourteen. And there's so many, you know, staff staff changes and everything going on, and mm-hmm. uh, and they and they've continued to win every year in year out. You know, uh, 2017, 18, 19, they won the Sun Belt Championship, and then 2020 was COVID and everything, and then 2021 they were the runner up in Sun Belt. They lost in the Sun Belt Championship, and then hopefully we're get or trying to get back to the Sun Belt Championship and win that win it this year. So, you know, the winning culture and uh, their tradition and, you know, I love I love the coaching staff and uh, I think the offensive scheme I really liked uh, a little some a little bit of some option game we can, you know, kind of install. And, uh, you know, I, I was just really excited about App State and the football facilities are really nice and everything and they have a great fan base, so. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I I actually join an App State podcast every week during the season, and mm-hmm. and I have jo- I have learned just how passionate the fan base is and how good the fan base is. I mean, these are mm-hmm. they're knowledgeable fans. They're not just there's a difference between being passionate and being knowledgeable, and they're both. I mean, it's it's really really mm-hmm. fun to see. Yes, sir. It, and a lot of players have told me, you know, it's it's that kind of big big school feel i mean it's truly a football school it's that kind of big school you know fo- big football school feel but it's that a you know smaller it's that a group of five mm-hmm. which i love because you know i mean that that it's truly a special place in my opinion 
Right, and and you, the environment of the school, just uh, I mean, everybody sees pictures of the campus and just how beautiful it is being in the mountains and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just I can't yes, I can't wait to experience a a game there. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then our our first home game, our first game, or my first game, of my college career, you know, at at App will be home. We play home versus North Carolina next year, and and we'll be packed out probably for that one and i think the following week we're at texas a&m so those are two really big games for us that, that's a big deal and i was going to ask you about that north carolina game and just how mm-hmm. how exciting that is to have a a p5 school come to town um especially mm-hmm. especially the in-state one of the in-state p5 schools it's just mm-hmm. just got to be an amazing thing yes sir and it, it'll be really cool because you know we'll be playing or I'll be playing my, you know, teammate in high school, JJ Jones. Yeah, who's a really good friend of mine. So that'll be really cool. And uh, I, I, I'm sure that Kid Brewer will probably, you know, the fans will probably break a record for that game for the most attendance ever. So that'll that'll be really fun. Right. I the the thing that always sticks out in my mind for Kid Brewer was th- just this past year that that weeknight game against Coastal Carolina, and <laughs> and, and and I've through Colin Stevens, who who you know very well, I've mm-hmm. become a, a Coastal Carolina fan and have and have uh, gotten close with some of the people there. But just just the environment for that game was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I mean that that game and the Marshall game. I mean mm-hmm. I couldn't visit because you know it was on a weekday and we had practice in school and stuff. But uh. Just watching on TV, my grandparents actually went to the Coastal game, and they said it was insane. Just the, the no, and you can see it even on the film and the game. You can see like the hill packed, and I think one of the uh, news guys from Myrtle Beach uh, took a video of it of Sweet Caroline, and it, it was insane. You know how loud it was. I think it echoes a little bit because that mountain's right there, yep. so it gets even louder. So it's really cool. Absolutely. I can kind of speak from experience with that. This is kind of an off-topic thing, but I remember being in Colorado for the 4th of July and the fireworks going off and it just echoing from the mountains, so I can mm-hmm. totally see yeah. why that would happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Now, you you did, some, you did something interesting, and you graduated from high school early and enrolled at App, so you're there now for spring practice. Yes, sir. How, first off... How how is that process graduating high school early and then transitioning into college kind of mid mid year? Mm-hmm. We had uh, six six uh, early enrollees here, and uh, you see it a lot of a lot of uh, quarterbacks nowadays. Just because you know you want to get in that quarterback r- room early and learn the playbook and film study, and just to you know if you really want to focus on football and try to play early in your career I feel like it's kind of the best thing mm-hmm. which which I of course want to play early in my career and I'm trying to compete for it right now you know to, to learn from Chase and everything like that but uh, I think uh, if, you, if you, you know you're a quarterback or there are positions you know that are kind of more open like we had some DBs come in and uh, that, that are more open you know you want to compete early and learn the playbook and everything so by the time fall comes fall camp you know they're really guys really competing on that depth chart for spots and everything you're you're adjusted to that college life and 
you know how everything goes and you know the playbook and it becomes kind of second nature and you just have to play exactly now i is is chase back yes sir okay i i i thought i thought i saw that he was but i didn't know for sure so mm-hmm. yes sir he's so, back so you're learning from an upperclassman who's been there and done that so that's mm-hmm. that's got to be great for you yes sir Mm-hmm. He's he's been really good so far. Just a little, you know. I mean, he he's been at Clemson with you know Coach Sweeney mm-hmm. and and Duke with Coach Cutcliffe, and he's played with you know a lot of amazing players. And he he's he's been great to me so far as a mentor. And you know, you get kind of teaching me the ways of how to go about things, and you know, learning the offense and everything like that. And he's just been a great mentor so far for me. That's awesome. So, so you go from being a high school senior to a college freshman in the blink of an eye. So mm-hmm. how, how does yes, the, how does that transition look from like a day to day perspective? Like, you, like moving in? No, m- more so from like the football side, I guess I should say. Okay, like what I'm doing here right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, we wake up in the morning, you know, about five thirty, five forty-five, and work out. Then we have uh, drink shakes, get some breakfast, then we go to class. And then uh, try and get, you know, some film in before practice. Practice, uh, get taped and everything like that, go practice. Uh, after that, I, I eat dinner and watch, watch film from practice and kind of trying to learn and everything. And this is kind of like spring's practice schedule right now. And mm-hmm. uh, then after that, eat dinner, do homework, and then, you know, get ready for the next day. But during January and everything, we were just working out, and I was just trying to learn the offense in the afternoons and everything and writing stuff down and look at, looking at signal tapes and everything like that to learn everything. And when is you guys' spring game? Um. Uh, we haven't decided yet. They usually don't do a like huge open spring game because I don't think they, you know, like people being there to be able to record and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So they usually just do a open, open fan kind of spring scrimmage. Gotcha. Because we're we're going spring practice right now, so we'll be. It'll probably be around March second or third or somewhere around there. Gotcha. So one one thing I want to kind of end on is something I kind of talked about already. You're you're a Bengals fan, and mm-hmm. you guys had an unbelievable season, and and Joe Burrow is, I mean, second to none with how well he's played and how well he's transitioned, and just uh, can you kind of speak to that as a fan? Obviously, going to the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. it's been really cool. I mean, I was born in 2004, so I haven't seen him. <laughs> won a playoff game until this year and then you know I, I i was expecting them to probably beat the raiders and after that i was like okay you know the titans i mean they've got derrick henry julio aj brown this it, it's doable but it might not happen i'd be okay you know because young quarterback jamar chase is a rookie a bunch of young guys right that are really talented and then they won i was like okay and then the Chiefs, and then we have a kid from Cincinnati on the team here at App. So he, me, and him have been really excited. We're watching the game. We're watching the games together. And then that Chiefs game was 
crazy because it, it played out just like the last time they played in the regular season. It was like 21-3 or 21-10, and they came back and kind of shut them down and scored in the second half. And we couldn't believe it that they were going to the Super Bowl because they haven't won a playoff game since we were alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they were in the Super Bowl. We were like, well, you know, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey and uh, Donald and Von Miller, Cooper Cup, Odell. Matthew Stafford, you know, we're like, it's going to be tough, but it's probably, you know, doable because we didn't think they could beat the others, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So it it was really exciting to see. And uh, they they have a really bright future. 100%. I'm actually a diehard Lions fan. I'm from from Michigan. So, Mm -hmm. So seeing the Bengals win and have success gives me hope because the, the Bengals have kind of been like the Lions a little bit when it comes to when it comes to winning. So it it gets me excited. Now obviously having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is is much different and puts you guys a leg up on a lot of teams and I, I think the future mm-hmm. is extremely bright in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well again, thank you so much for jumping on tonight and uh and coming on and talking uh, a little bit about your recruitment and app state and everything. I really really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I'll be cheering you on, wishing you well and everything. And again, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Have a good night. God bless.